0: to and Wonderland, an Arsenal podcast. With me tonight is two wonderful gentlemen from the Bruised Banana podcast in the latest episode of the series, ABW Meats. And uh, it's not actually a series on bacon and pork and lamb chops. As someone messaged me and asked me, what do I recommend as meat? Might I recommend as meat all meat? apart from dolphins, because they're nonces. I'm not sure you'd have to eat dolphins. See, wobbling on about nothing already. For, with me is Tom, who is the host of the the Bruised Banana podcast, and we share a, a love of Portuguese neighbours. He has one, I have two, but I've only spoken to one of mine fleetingly, because she's a bit weird. When you say two, do you mean on you've got them on both sides? One across the road. Yeah, who's actually, I support a Portuguese team called Penafiel, and I told her, and she said, that's where I'm from. I think she was lying. There's no way anyone's from Penafiel. It's a shit team. They're the barnet think, of the Portuguese leagues. I think it sounds like she wanted to,
1: to get a piece of Danny by the sounds of things.
0: Well, she was. asking about the bungalow next door because she's all wobbly with arthritis. I feel her pain. And she said, is anyone moving in there? I said, yes, yeah, someone's moving in. And then she just said something in Portuguese and wandered off and uh she drives a ford galaxy and she can't drive she's hit most of the cars in the car park or She won't be listening in the car park out there she's hit most of the other cars there and they get quite angry with her and That's a big uh, old vehicle it's a big old vehicle to be maneuvering if you're if you're not if you can't drive. Very good. No. you don't you don't muck around in a galaxy it's called a galaxy no. for a reason in relevance yeah. to the size of it uh are you all right tom How have you been uh, i'm okay yeah i actually had to go into the office today
1: for work which was um Annoying, because I had to go into central London. But I'm home now. I'm in what you dubbed as a prison cell that I reside in.
0: You haven't been out at all, have you? You haven't been out for 25 years.
1: <laughs> no, I just, I'm just i just in here. The guards, the guards do let me uh, wear this um, David Seaman uh, replica football shirt, which has elbow pads, which is very useful for some of the things that the guards get me to do
0: (laughs) is is that a clue for how long you've been in there because that was the current kit when you went yeah sent down
1: yeah this is the one that i this was one of the few things i was allowed to bring in with me
2: (laughs) oh
0: dear so you've cheered up from the last pod because you were quite sweary on your last show which was the 9th of august i think you've already chastised me for that and that podcast was before the the
1: game preview podcast.
2: podcast yeah
1: yeah that was the exciting kind of right right new season like we said in the podcast you know obviously every season you go into it's a fresh slate it's a new opportunity it's like when you come out of prison you know <laughs> you can rebuild your life with these 11 idiots that play for you but um i think i think we're all sort of broadly on the same page as Arsenal fans aren't we which is kind of <laughs> A tear-stained page. A very sad page. <laughs> a page that you rip
0: of a book that you rip out to wipe your ass with in prison. <laughs> with blood-stained wire just scraped into each page. <laughs> Why, yeah. Artessa? What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, dear. Also with us tonight is Dan, who has uh, sent the little one to sleep. Well, hopefully tried to send the little one to sleep. Fingers is crossed, your yeah. child called Messi. Are you, have you named no. your child Messi as well?
2: No, I have not. Oh, good. That's a silly He's name to Max. name a child. <laughs> Yeah
0: how
2: have you been a, mm. Yeah not too bad not too bad at all really I work from home and so I just spend basically 12 hours a day in this room which I'm perfectly happy with
1: Dan works Good. from home and he's and he's a hermit which <coughs> lockdown yeah, lockdown's I, been a lockdown I work great from cool. home
0: I
2: don't like people it's been
0: great <laughs> I don't it's like been people really great i'd go as far as i say i hate people they irritate me you have to you have to put up with their bullshit and hey, i ain't putting up with no bullshit i'm 50 now i don't have to i've had 49 years of putting up with people's bullshit oh, there's you decided uh, uh, there's a cat that's enough uh there's a the cat right so um chris was going to come on the show uh chris carpenter dirty pirate and then uh he said he can't make it because he's doing an ABW in conversation with Elliot and Elliot's had to move it and then I said to Chris do you want to come on and he went oh no I can't now and he sent me a message and it it involves some of you lot so uh, can I have your permission to play this Chris yes you can legally I'm allowed thank you
2: mate normally normally I
1: would have hopped on but I only got home from work about 10 minutes ago and my
0: dinner which is uh, potato balls and uh fish in butter sauce he's currently cooking and would be ready right in the middle of the pod. so i'm gonna politely say no but uh, please do give my regards to the guys and just tell them that i enjoy the podcast and uh, if they've got any sort of taste they'll invite me on one day and if they don't fuck them. <laughs> have a good one mate uh, but yeah please do give them my regards because they're all top guys so uh, i shall speak to you soon and let me know when it's out i shall tweet it and listen to it bye he ended up with Quim. What a shit. That's
1: lovely. We're Portuguese goalkeeper.
0: That's, I am thinking that. At the end. I uh, was the that's... potato ball. Yeah, that was... he. This is, this is Chris's idea of dinner. He goes into Aldi and goes to the bargain off bin, eat now or die nonsense, picks out the worst combination of three foods that cost can cost a grand total of less than a pound, and takes them home and cooks them, because he's a fucking animal. I, I feel like that's... we should have
2: him on the podcast just to ask him about dinner. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, we some could, of the shit he eats.
1: We could just do like a sort of off-menu, an Arsenal off-menu spin-off podcast where he comes on and, and tries in vain for 45 minutes to explain to us what potato balls
0: are. <laughs> I think he might um, mean um, that there's croquettes and then you get smaller, rounder ones of croquettes. You get them in a bag, um, maybe kind of hash yeah, browny yeah. kind of thing. I think I know what you. I think I know awesome what you're getting thing. at. Me. There is a podcast called where they talk about your fla- favorite flavored crisps. I don't like. I'm a crisp connoisseur, and I wouldn't mm. even listen to that shit. <laughs> Do they have interesting people on, or just? Novel? I think it's a comedian that I like. It's the uh, the one who was diabetic from um, Taskmaster, who did a stand-up show based around being diabetic. I think he does it. What is it? Ed Gamble? That's him. Because so he, like,
1: he, he does off menu. Yeah,
2: he does the other food podcast, doesn't he? Or maybe that's so what he's obviously, really
1: confused with. He's, maybe they mentioned crisps on there once. And, and I don't listen. It, Pete, Pete <laughs> I don't Trump listen,
0: shit. so I don't know. I've just assumed and got it completely what, what, an athlete. What other, other
1: podcast that uh, we don't listen to should we talk about? <laughs> <laughs> should we is... Maybe our own podcast.
0: Because I, I struggle to listen to that sometimes. <laughs> don't be, uh, don't don't be mean. She yourself. "Talk about well, I your have to podcast. listen to
1: it. I have to listen to it to edit it. So then I'm like, when it goes out into the wild, I'm like, I've had enough of it. Editing. Editing. I, don't, don't I used to Remember the days I used to edit. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting to that. I'm getting to that point now. But it's just you know, Alex and Dan make so many mistakes. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I mean, to force feed them lines constantly.
0: Was there ever a fourth member of your podcast, or did I dream that?
2: Ah, <laughs> there, oh. there was yeah. Early on, there was that we started it with four of us, and then I think is that why he's in prison? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Tom Murphy. Possibly. I think we yeah. did, we did nine or ten with with a foursome, and then we sort of took a break. And when we came back, it was it was this the lineup you see today. So oh. the, uh, the the current and favoured lineup. Mm. There's a. There's plenty of dead bodies in underneath the
0: ABW patio, so don't worry about just having one missing. We, I think, it must be about a dozen that have been here, fallen out, and gone. And were well, uh, you just saying you were just saying you're on a WhatsApp group of
1: twelve people?
0: Twelve. And I say it was like, oh, okay. available for a show, and I maybe get one or two, and the rest of the time they're, they're just taking a piss out of each other and being horrible and putting um, stuff in there that nobody really wants to see, or talking <laughs> about jocks' sandwiches because he's, uh, he's another food connoisseur. Anyway, start with you, Tom, how did you become an Arsenal fan? Just give us a little bit of a story. Okay,
1: well, uh, I'm from Surrey originally. Uh, I'm a home counties boy, and growing up, my dad uh, had next to no interest in football whatsoever. Um, so I think like a lot of people who whose dads don't really care about football very much, Um, If you are introduced to football at a young age, it would be more likely to be through friends, unless you've got like a weird uncle that takes you along or something, which I didn't have. Um, So I had a really good friend at primary school who uh, was – the reason why – That's actually the reason why I chose to wear this uh, JVC goalkeeper shirt tonight is in honour of our shared love of goalkeepers that we both had when we were about eight or nine years old. Um, And he – at the age of eight, supported two teams, Crystal Palace and Arsenal. And I think that was entirely because of uh, David Seaman and Nigel Martin, who were his two favourite players. Did he like a moustache? Well, okay. <laughs> it's like an extra element to this story that I was debating whether or not to tell, but I think <laughs> because he just that, I might have to. So um, yeah, he was, he was really into goalkeepers and he uh, supported, yeah, like I say, Palace and Arsenal and I very quickly realized that that was stupid, and you couldn't just pick you couldn't have two teams in England, so i just I chose the one that had a gun badge rather than a stupid eagle um Good choice. And, uh, yeah, and that was basically uh, that was basically how I was introduced to Arsenal and uh used to go around his house after school and have a bit of a kickabout in the park and we we he'd teach me how to be a goalkeeper and then uh, go back to his and have you know classic kids chippy tea sausages beans that kind of thing fish fingers and and the um the thing that I was debating whether to mention or not was just the fact that on one occasion i remember this quite vividly <laughs> I actually can't believe i'm telling this i went to i went to his house we did all the standard stuff and then we went upstairs to play um mario kart on the nes and we were lying on his on his single bed and the computer the tv screen that the uh, mario kart was on was sort of at the end of the bed so we were lying on our fronts and partway through the race he just climbed on top of me and lay on top of me for a bit
0: oh yeah so how quickly did it take you to leave or did you say? well it was one of those situations <laughs>
1: I, I mean I don't know it was one of those situations where you're eight where it just sort of happened and then he just got off and that was that was the end of it I think he was just you know he's just an eight-year-old kid just you know doing <laughs> stuff I'm oh, um, you told
0: that story <laughs> I had a similar thing. I was about 10. Same thing happened to me. And he took my watch and then I left. I had a Casio watch and he took it. I never saw it again. It played Edelweiss.
2: <laughs> he just took it off your wrist.
0: <laughs> yeah. I was around his house and he took, and playing games and he, he had a moment. He went a little bit schizo and uh, attacked me. And then he sat on me. It wouldn't get off. And then he took my watch off me and then I went home. And that was the last time I ever saw him. This sounds like I a This sounds a bit more aggressive
1: than... Yeah, I think it was. I think mine mine was maybe a little bit more of a romantic... A little bit more loving, more friendly. A nascent, romantic uh, moment.
0: Oh, and have you seen him lately? No. You don't know what happened to him? We moved moved away. You moved the next day. (laughs) We moved away. we're moving!
1: (laughs) We moved to Sussex and then, uh, yeah, didn't see him. But, you know, from him, you know, my love of Arsenal was born and obviously... You don't change your team. So well, you do. Uh,
0: my, I, my friend, Har- my friend's son Harley did. He said he does support Arsenal. Anymore. He sports Chelsea. It's all I could do not to throttle a little shit. That's yeah. yeah fuck my, him, man. my
1: boy has tried that on a couple of occasions. He, at one point, he said he supported Arsenal and Liverpool because his mate <laughs> sports Liverpool, and I was just like, no, you don't. Sorry. <laughs> so you forced your child to support Arsenal. I just—I didn't force him. I just was just like, no, you don't. You don't. You can't have both teams. It just doesn't work that way. <laughs> he's fifteen. No, he's not. Is really he? seven?
0: <laughs> oh yeah, seven.
1: I'm sure you said earlier he's seven. I thought you might have had more yeah. than one. I That's do actually, two. but she's she's uh, like not very old at all.
0: She's three months old. So. Yes, I heard. Did you name that one Messi as well? Are all of your kids called Messi? She's called Mbappe. <laughs> ah excellent yeah so she's hopeful
1: because i'm half french
0: yeah oh but she's called she's called cleo actually which is very close to leo but um it's yeah. it's not a million miles away is it No, it's very it
1: annoying.
0: wouldn't take um uh what's her name um the man united supporting bird on a countdown it wouldn't take very long for her to change the letters on countdown if indeed that was your four letter word and you got four points yeah you got to Mitchell look at Riley. it. You got to put it. That's it You've Got to put. It, uh, I used to like her until I found out she's a Man United fan. You can tell from the accent that she's obviously been nowhere near Manchester. Probably doesn't even know where it is on the map. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I was similar. My none of my family liked football. They all hated it. My, I had to sort it out myself. I didn't even care about it until I was about fifteen. So you had a few years head start me. So what year was that then when you started getting into Arsenal? Was it back um, in the glory well, that years? Was,
1: that was sort of the, the that was like the introduction to it. But because I lived. In Surrey, and obviously, no one take me to the games, and you know, it was sort of a bit of match of the day. Um, that would have been, yeah, kind of early 90s, but then I don't really remember much until basically Arsene kind of I remember like Bergkamp signing and all that kind of stuff, the very end of the Graham era. on button. Oh, Taking all that. Rich, just young. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember, I remember the uh. I remember all of that um but yeah it was it was kind of arsene's arrival i mean we 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 talk about this kind of in the context of the podcast maybe alex a bit less so because he's memory man and he remembers everything and he can sort of and that annoys uh, you it It does annoy me because dan and i have terrible memories except for traumatic events that happened to us when we were children (laughs) around other friends houses but um yeah so then yeah kind of uh, you know, Arsene coming along, and then all of that, you know, glorious era, and uh, right up to the present day. <laughs>
2: just, just leave, leave that there. <laughs>
1: yeah, I just kind of. This just like a great moment, and then just kind of a mush of
0: just, oh, the <laughs> FA Cups. It's uh, sort of like oh. slowly grinded to a halt, and now it's uh, sport. What team yeah. you want, son? In fact, if you got any ideas? I might, I might follow you. <laughs> Oh, sad times. How about you, Dan? What's your Arsenal supporting story?
2: Mine's pretty straightforward, really. Um, they were my local team. I, I grew up in Dalston. I think I was ever so slightly closer to White Hart Lane, but pretty much distance from Tottenham and Arsenal. Uh, so people in my school either supported one or the other. Um, but my, my primary school was on Holloway Road, actually right next door to the town hall where Arsenal would go and on Upper Street, sorry, not Holloway Road, round the corner on Upper Street. So near the the town hall where Arsenal used to go and show off the trophies we'd won. And um, the club used to give my school tickets to games if they hadn't sold them all. And you could go as a school trip. So the very first game I went to was actually uh, as a school trip. I went with my whole class and we went to... It was ninety three it was a home leg in the um in the um cup winners cup I think uh, and it was just uh i i was just in love from the moment I stepped into Highbury to be honest it was uh yeah i i mean it's only in the last few years i in my in my memory the game finished nil nil I've looked back and it was actually a one or draw but I t- I think I was, was it so against t- BKO Speed from Denmark. It, it was indeed, yes. I was at yes. that game, 29th of September
0: 1993. There you go, that was my
2: very I don't first. Remember, I don't I don't remember seeing a small child with a beard. No, I sure? was waving, I was looking for you. <laughs> um but I I think the thing more more than what was going on on the pitch was the crowd. I'd ne- you know, I remember just looking around so much and Feeling part of this thing, and that that really yeah, that was it for me. I think I went to a few more games that season when I could through school and and you know so I wasn't sort of regularly going to games for a good few years, but I was definitely I was an arsenal supporter from from that night basically,
0: Tom, did you say when the first game you
2: went to well, i didn't I didn't go until.
1: I never went to Highbury. This is this, there's so many like uh, sort of out, outing things of me that are happening on this podcast that I felt I mean I've, you're I've choosing
2: always... to out yourself basically.
1: Well, I, I I I don't know what else what else can I do? I can't lie. Um
0: Oh, well, most people lie and say they were anvil 89 and they bloody weren't. Yeah, that's true. Maybe I should I, I went to that. I just never went to. Highbury. <laughs> um No
1: one ever no one ever took me and I lived in, you know, I lived in Sussex um and I went to uni in West London and I don't know I just I guess I had other priorities when I was at university in terms of spending my money um so yeah basically it was it was the emirates um I think um it would have been I don't even remember it was it was that sort of un unmemorable I went I went to watch Arsenal at Wembley actually um in the Champions League against AIK Solna um, there for It was sort a of one-all draw and we ended up winning 3-1. And I think Henri scored. But I
2: can't. Be I've on got that really fond of memories of that the, the the years that we played Champions League football at Wembley. I know it was a pain in the arse and it was a stupid idea, but I saw a lot of good games. And it was really it was you know some great players and stuff then. Should we should we have moved to Wembley instead of built the Emirates? Hot, no. hot
1: take. We really did, didn't we, for a while? Yeah. That's what David Dean that's what David Dean wants to happen, yeah. wasn't it?
2: That was on the cards, yeah, yeah. yeah. Would
0: no. would it would it have worked out for the best? I mean no. it would no. have been pretty shit to be Wembley's in Wembley. <laughs> yeah. if we think North London's, man. a lot of North London's a shit hole. Wembley isn't even bigger shit hole. It's uh, it's a nightmare to get to, and I wouldn't want to leave anything parked there for more than ten minutes. It'll get nicked or set fire to. I'm not a big awesome.
2: fan of London. And I can say I that mean, I was born in so
0: Emir- I'm allowed.
2: E- Emirates Stadium is pretty soulless, but at least it's there. You know, it's yeah. it's where we where the, 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 the club is from, kind of thing. If we were in Wembley, I feel any connection that any sort of small connections That we still have would be totally gone by now. To be honest. Mm, true. It's like Brentford's new
0: ground. We've seen the aerial photo of that, between that and Griffin Park. You could yeah. kick a ball from one to the other in about two or three kicks, which is well, really I mean, the good. thing is, the, I mean, the
1: Emirates isn't far away. It just, it just, you know, it's not a grade one listed, beautiful building with marble halls and all of the kind of grandeur that came with Highbury, the stadium that I never uh, went to. That <laughs> you never went to. <laughs>
0: Um,
2: so yeah, yeah it's funny of, that I we think. were at
0: the same game, Danny. Yeah, I was just looking. That I've got a list of every game I've ever been to, three hundred and seventy-four of them. And I looked at the Wembley ones, and I went to the first two, and I didn't go to the third one because I hated Wembley that much. And so I only oh, went really? there for those two, and I went there for the '98 final and the '88 League Cup final that we lost against Luton, and I hate it. I've still not been back, mainly because uh, I stopped going to football for a decade. But right. yes, and it's a good job that we didn't move to Wembley. Um I'd rather we didn't move because uh, it's not really worked out very well for it, has it? No, no it time. was
1: the right it was seemed like the right idea at the time, the way that football finances worked when that decision was made, it made a lot of sense. We weren't to know that a load of Russians and um uh you know Middle Easterns were gonna come in with loads of money and kind of change the whole
2: paradigm. And also I suppose I mean the football, uh, the telemoney money that came in. Yeah, now, you know, I think we we could, you know, we'd we'd be fine if we were in a thirty-eight thousand. You know, we could have extended hybrid a little bit. I think Alex has often said, you know, the smart thing would have been to buy a few more of the houses around the ground. You know, sort of in the eighties and nineties with the with the with the view to eventually expand the stadium slightly. Um, but it, yeah, it's never felt the same since we left Highbury has it really you know it's always felt like different
0: thing. there was a planning permission there was an article and I've got a copy of it um uh, someone down um, scanned it and we had got planning permission to renovate Highbury to fill in the corners I think it was to have made it a 40,000 42,000 something like that and would much rather they'd have done that because that that's our home I hate hate the Emirates Ashburton yeah, Grove whatever too. you want to call yeah. it horrible place it's just, uh yeah, the wrong people own the club. Let me buy the club and I'll move us all back to Highbury. But you're right, Dan. It, they should have looked at this over those years around the houses around around Highbury. You could back in the 60s and 70s, you could have bought those for ten, fifteen grand a house. Mm. I mean, now they're probably half a million pound a house or something like that. Some of them. And then even if you just just knock them all down, bribe a few people at the council and have nothing there, or turn it into a car park, and, with, with, and then maybe one day go, we, we might we might need that to go and expand into. I mean, when they moved into Highbury, that block of flats at the back of the the clock end wasn't there. I think that was – it might have been a school or something. I've never seen really old pictures of it. There was nothing, then there was something, and now there's flats. But the the whole thing's been built on a hill as well, and that's got to have made it hard because, yeah, going up and down that hill outside the uh, the east end, that thing was a nightmare. That's probably had a few people over on their arse over the years. Um, Mm -hmm. Right, Tom – First Arsenal podcast you remember listening to, and how did you find it? Well, I don't
1: listen to very many, uh, and never have done. So I th- I'm Are trying you to think. say your own. <laughs> no, well, it would be it would be the Tuesday Club. Yep, um, that was mine. And you know, I'm not quite sure what's happening with them this season. They put out a tweet the other day saying that they're kind of not necessarily feeling it straight away. I think. I don't know who runs it. Is it... Does, Al, is, does Alan run the Twitter account? Because he was saying he was basically on holiday and he just didn't want to think
0: about Arsenal. Um, um, I know he's got his own one, but I always thought it was... Um, yeah, I think he does. Yeah, because he's always moaning about getting more followers since someone uh, stole their username because they shut down their their Twitter account, didn't they? Right. And now they've got not you. <laughs> is it not you, Bentley? Yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so... so um, but yeah, that was that was the one that kind of was first introduced to, and I think that's kind of that was I I guess in a, in part the the model that we wanted to try and emulate to an extent the the Bruce banana. I mean, obviously we're different age demographic and we don't have the, all the recollections of all those games in the seventies and stuff like they do. But I think the kind of
2: we don't have Jonathan Creek on our podcast.
0: No, that's a shame. We don't actually have any. He's a miserable at. fucker in real life, though, isn't he? I don't. I get a feeling he's not a very nice bloke. I mean, not I horrible. No, I get that impression too. If you met him somewhere, he wouldn't want to talk to you. But I got accosted in my high street in Huntingdon a few weeks ago by by um, someone who i have been chatting to, and I was I was talking to him for about ten minutes. Mm. Yeah, nice. That's. What and you're even what more fa-
1: you're even yeah. more famous than Alan. That's the thing, isn't it? So. Yeah but you haven't you let to change you exactly if you, if you can kind of remain civil then why can't he um so so yeah that was that was the kind of the introduction to it and um I, I think the thing with me is like I don't I don't immerse myself completely I kind of I, I think if I spend too much time kind of reading Arsenal stuff and getting too into it, then I kind of, I go a bit crazy. So I never try and position myself as any sort of expert as obviously evidenced by the fact that, you know, I didn't go to a, to a game until quite late. And I forget half of the ones that I have been to anyway. Um, So, so yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of trying to, you know, follow that model a little bit when we set up our podcast, but um, I, I liked the kind of irreverence of that one and the fact they didn't sort of, although they would go off on rants, they didn't necessarily take it too seriously. Um, and it wasn't kind of analysing tactics or any of that kind of stuff. It was more just sort of a chat amongst friends that obviously get on really well. And it kind of felt like you were just earwigging in on their, their pub conversation, you know? Um, So, yeah, I think Dan's probably listened to a few more than I have.
2: What's yours then, Dan? I mean, I think my first one is probably Tuesday club as well, but the one the one I listened to regularly for a long time was Ask Blog. I listened to that, you know, Ask Blog, Ask Cast. Um, that was the. I mean, I a mate of mine put me onto it. I wasn't sort of looking. He just he, I think I'd read the blog every now and again, but hadn't really wasn't massively tuned into it. And I think you know it was just the like he was putting content out so regularly. Um it was nice to have something to engage with after games in that way. So, yeah, I I listened to that regularly for quite a long time, for quite a few years. Um, Like Tom, I've sort of, it's weird. I mean, we sort of set up a podcast at a time in our lives when we were probably, our relationship with Arsenal was probably at its (laughs) loosest, weakest. You know, obviously when, you know, from the age of when I first started going to sometime in my 20s, late 20s, it was, it's, it, you know, it's everything to you, isn't it? And 15, 16, 17, I can remember just this all I wanted to talk about and think about and things. So it's, yeah, weirdly, we've set up a podcast probably at the wrong time, but there you go.
0: I do but often wonder what it'd have been like doing a podcast in the
2: 98 to
0: 2004 years. <sighs> yeah makes me giddy just thinking about it of one oh, again. would have to talk about yeah
2: it'd be brilliant
1: <laughs> would it have been that good because we, we we i mean dan especially tends
2: to like our episodes where we've lost he always <laughs> says those are his favorite to listen to and to be I think, honest I, I think it's because i do feel there's always more to talk about when you've won you just you enjoy the victory and i i almost always feel like well we should just be in the pub doing this like why we don't need to record the enjoyment. Whereas when we've mm. lost, I feel like you're you can it's cathartic for us and then you can provide maybe some crumbs of comfort for the listeners.
1: Yeah, I think the um sort of as the podcast has gone on, the kind of the underlying like meta-narrative of what the podcast is about is actually I'm gonna say this semi-seriously semi-joking is actually about like therapy and our own kind of at times wavering mental health, because (laughs) what we've, what we've said is that, you know, the thing that we, the kind of reason why we come back to it is because it, especially, you know, watching football remotely these days and everything that happened during lockdown and everything is like, it gives you that connection, that sense of like being in something with other people, the sense of the feeling of community. And that is like, Somehow, even more powerful when you're maybe not doing as well, or things things are a bit of a struggle. You kind of sometimes people can get at each other's throats, and you obviously see that on on Twitter massively. Like that's a horrible place to go <laughs> and, and try and read any sort of discourse. But what we kind of what we kind of see with it, because so much, so many of the interactions that we have with our lovely little you know group of people that listen to us is is so positive and so kind of open. Um, that yeah it gives gives you that space to kind of yeah work through some of that stuff and you know sometimes it's not always about football sometimes it's about other other things that are going on in your life is that too deep have i made it too deep too early it's only half an hour
0: in no that's fine that's you got a good point it's uh i often think that our podcast has become um more about just being mates now because ellis can never do shows because he's a He's, he saves lives, he works at the NHS, He's a, he works in A&E, and he says, oh, well, I can't do a show, why don't you just kick me out? I'll say, Ellis, Ellis, it's not about a podcast now, we're all mates. And then we end it with hashtag fuck Ellis. And that is actually a hashtag, if you go and look for it, um, most of our listeners will know if they use Twitter, Carl invented it, hashtag fuck Ellis. And we've been saying that for a few years, and that's for a bloke who's worked on the front line, of battling against COVID and saving people's lives, and that's the kind of respect he gets from us. We yeah, have his own hashtag. Who came up with the um, the name Bruce Banana Podcast"? Because when I first saw it, I thought, "Now that is a fantastic name for a podcast." God, I, I, I'm not even
1: fully certain. We had so many different options and things that we thought of, um, and then yeah, wherever that kind of it's like band name origins, isn't it? Um, prob- I think we probably all
2: all want to lay claim to having chosen it. We definitely were. There was a period of throwing names around quite a lot. I remember. And trying to work out, uh, you know, we did talk early on about not having red, like branding, red artwork, because we felt, I mean, there was, a there, as we were talking about before we started recording, there's a lot of Arsenal podcasts out already by the time we came into the, into the arena. So that was something we thought fairly early on that might separate us a bit, wasn't it? it was the, yeah. the colour of the the branding kind of thing. We thought, you know, exactly. if some
1: if someone was scrolling through the sixty or seventy odd Arsenal podcasts that were around at the time, and they saw one that was yellow, they might be like, "Oh,
0: it's a bit different." A Borussia Dortmund podcast, <laughs>
2: <laughs> but it did. I mean, we 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 kept, I think our podcast came out a year or two, maybe two seasons before the re-release of the shirt. So suddenly, that gave it a whole new sort of lease of life i think that we you know people were paying a bit more attention to the well, we were the, we were the reason why adidas went with it weren't we
1: they obviously saw, i'm sure yeah yeah uh, convinced saw how how well we were doing and thought yeah we got to bring that one back yeah and now you know gosh
2: don't, someone don't from adidas that. Was, was one of our 10 listeners at the time and was thought <laughs> that's what we need to do that's 10
1: listeners including the three of us listening to it as well yeah but um now you know we've got so many retro, great-looking retro kits, haven't we? Um, and that that's some crumb of comfort that we look good. What did Alex say the other day? We might be shit, but we've got zigzags on our shirt. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's it's uh, true. I swear, is that before Alex went off to join the Squishy Plums podcast for Moldovan football? Is that why he's not here? <laughs> Yeah, no, he's, yeah. he's got a lot
1: of other podcast commitments now. He's become quite um, quite quite famous as uh, for his memory man, uh, Wikipedia. The main man and, of the podcast um,
2: world. <laughs> and and the way
1: that he corrals those anagrams. I think, you know, we, we might just make the podcast be about anagrams from now on, because that's more or less the only bit that brings me any enjoyment. If anyone doesn't listen to the podcast, if anyone doesn't listen, we do anagrams for all of our new signings, which means we get to do if if everything that's coming out tonight about
0: Erdegaard and Ramsdale is true, we get to do some oh, new ones on the next that's episode. That's some good fodder. That's some lovely. Nothing's going to beat Ken Balboa and the Gerbil Batsman. Yeah. <laughs> that should be an indie band from the sixties. <laughs> but well, you well, get that's... annoyed, don't you? You made up a new rule. If it, if you're going to have an anagram, what was the rule? Oh was no, but Dan White's just mean?
1: said Dan didn't like Ben Ben's white Ben White's one because it didn't move enough letters around. <laughs>
2: it just <laughs> felt cool. like easy. That's all. Yeah. But so, I know um, technically it was an anagram. I was all I was pointing out was it was a shit anagram.
1: We, but the thing is, with with the anagrams for players, I don't know where where this started. But like as Dan mentioned on the last episode, like we genuinely there was somewhere we just that was what we called the player. Like Jovino was hovering,
2: we could just call him hovering. And Ospino Ospina was always <laughs> was pianos to us.
1: <laughs> I think about.
2: I think that started like I think Alex was doing that kind of thing. Maybe like six form. Like, he right. he was doing weird player anagrams way back when. Yeah, he's very good at Scrabble.
0: Is <laughs> <He's> our Alex. <laughs> yeah, so there is a new rule that you've got to move more than one word. Otherwise, it's not going to count anymore, is it?
2: Yeah, that's what we're saying.
1: Yeah, yeah. or if it's a player like Ben White, just use his middle name. Or, you know, Which ben I didn't G-mail know. And just...
0: His name was William, isn't it, I think? I think that's what okay. you said it was. I, I I've so,
1: I, yeah. I genuinely forgotten
0: so. Yes. Well you did record it what? It's uh God, what day is it today? It's the eighteenth. Nine days ago. You record well, you released it nine days ago. I think I heard it last week. So I'm not too mm. sure what, what it was. Um so what we're gonna talk about next is uh what made you decide to get into podcasting, Tom? What was it? Who who made the first step and who invited who and because you also do the you do the retro thing, which I quite like. Of no no video, no YouTube. I mean, you don't do videos on YouTube. It's just three blokes talking. So, although I've been listening to you for years, I had no idea what any of you looked like until I was tweeting you and you put up pictures. And even then, I wasn't sure because I thought Dan looked to
2: be like a photo fit. We could be lying. I I just look like a photo fit of Alex and Tom is what I look like. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> what well, I will say is, deep deep fake
1: technology has got very good. Um, you know we haven't had to reveal our true true appearances um well i i sort of work in kind of radio ish i work for a media company um so you know the idea of it was was never too far away and then i think basically what it was was when we sort of knew that the writing was on the wall with venger and we and we wanted we'd had this sort of idea bubbling away of doing a podcast for a while we thought wouldn't it be good to kind of Launch our podcast as a new a new Arsenal podcast for a new era, um, and we would use it as a way of chronicling the post the post Arsenal
2: era, which I think we always had a sense was going to be slightly turbulent. It felt like such a big thing for, like you were saying, Tom. Basically, for me, Tom and Alex, almost our entire Arsenal memories. Well, not Alex because his memories go back to when he was in the womb to previous lifetimes (laughs) but Mm. for me and Tom anyway like Wenger was Arsenal as far as we were concerned you know any real memories all the good feelings came from his teams so it suddenly you were I mean in the same way we have been over the last few years now but you're, you're thrown into this place of like what you know where do my loyalties lie and what bit of the club do I love like you know this this huge part of it is just leaving um, I think as fans we were there was just I meant there was a lot of chat in the pub about it wasn't there like how we felt with him going and that's not to say I think we all at the time felt that it, he needed to go and it was the right time well it, it would have been the right time a few years before but it still didn't mean that we weren't sort of forlorn and wondering what was going to come next so yeah like Tom said it seemed like quite a good time to do it we just thought if 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 we are going to do it it's sort of now or never kind of thing because we could use this new era as a a launching pad for our podcast which is basically what we did I think our, our very first episode was a season preview wasn't it of Emery's first season in charge so we we did manage to get our acts together and and get it out sort of alongside that that changing of the guard
1: yeah and i think the idea was always that it was going to be like you were mentioning danny about not having video and youtube and all that kind of stuff and obviously you know the way the way you guys do it without the editing and having the the videos and stuff we wanted to have something that was a little bit more I, i guess produced like we wanted to have like fun little stings that we would make and kind of structure it a little bit more. And as we've gone along, that has become a, a little bit less, like we are we
2: are a little bit more. Because well, I, I, think think, was bit more- I was going to say, Tom, don't you think like for me anyway, I remember making decisions like that because we basically thought we weren't going to be good at, like we didn't know if we were going to be good at podcasting. So we thought if we can disguise the <laughs> yeah. shit podcast we do with music and jingles and, it's like and if, if we, bake ed- a really, if we if edit bake, it, we can. If
1: you bake a really bad cake,
2: You'd like to you put loads of ice in, in top. like icing and chopped, and
1: hundreds of thousands. That's what we were trying to do. So, so I think that those... was our. Sorry, go, go on. on, Danny.
2: No, that's all right. I've got another question after. I was just going to so, say, yeah, that, that was our starting point, wasn't it? I think what, the reason we were like, let's get some really basic editing software that we can work out. And let's. Because we were like, it might be shit, but maybe we can polish, polish the turd slightly with some editing and some stings. Hmm.
0: So, and, when you. Uh, you have a little you have two breaks, don't you? You go, we'll be back after this little break. Do you actually stop for any length of time between that? Or do you go We're back after this little break, cough, fart, drink, carry on 30 seconds later? Or is oh, that this? Is this, that, is,
1: this is this is very uh, as what the Americans would call inside baseball. I, I, I don't know if we want to reveal
0: that's it. I was gonna wonder the, uh, if it's your secrets, secrets of I like it. No, this it's, podcast again. It's
1: nice being asked these questions. I like it. Um usually the first break we do stop. Because then we, what we do is we save the file that we're recording into, so that um, it doesn't corrupts or goes wrong Excellent. or anything.
2: Yeah, um, from bitter experience, that is Danny. We've we've that we've done ones where we've lost. You know, early on we were losing stuff. So I did that with Raphael Honigstein,
0: and he wouldn't really? come back really? for a repeat for, for about six months. He didn't come back, so we lost the entire thing. And one of Chris does the football hipsters. Is there a cat there? Hello, Betty. Um, yeah, did the football hipsters, and I forgot to press record, and so they did oh. a two and a half hour show, and I went. Ah, oh, sorry, Chris. I said, "Well, there you go. You should learn how to record your own fucking shows, and shouldn't you? <laughs> shouldn't you, Betty? Yes, he should. Your smelly arse. Fucking like... two and a half hours. Yeah, that is that is the well. Nightmare. That's not bad. That's two out of best part of nine hundred shows I've messed up. Yeah, that's not too bad.
2: Not bad. We lost. We lost one once, didn't we? We, we know, lost we the whole couldn't. show that, and yeah. I remember the pits of despair. We were just like, fuck it, let's not do the podcast anymore. Such then. a good <laughs> episode. It was such a good episode. So many."
1: Pearls of wisdom was said. We predicted. We basically predicted everything that, that went on to happen.
2: Um, I think we why, do. Why, we tend to like in terms of the breaks. Now we just take it. Like if if we're on a roll and we're all feeling good and no one needs a pee and everything, we just Tom will say we'll be back after this and we just carry on. But equally, there might be some issues or someone needs a beer or whatever. So, but we never stop for very long, do we? Because basically, once we start we sort of get in the groove and the energies up and you just want to keep going. Cause if, if it gets too choppy, I think it, you can tell, you know, it gets, it feels a bit more stilted. So we usually, yeah. we, we meet up, we say we meet up at the moment, obviously we, we get on zoom and we chat for 45 minutes of nonsense and then we start recording. So often yeah. it can be like three hours of evening
0: but isn't there some gold sprinkled into that 45 minutes Ah, lot we go you turn up at 8 chris turns up at quarter past 8 and then we start going we don't talk about anything until the show starts and then we talk we i think we can probably talk for the there's four of us we could talk for about 4 or 5 hours continuously and never run out of stuff to talk about and never need a break and
2: i know my lot we often, not, that, we that, often that, say that, like yeah. save it save it you know we'll be chatting yeah. save no save that save that so we try and steer clear of the football chat in that first bit don't we we're just catching up on because although we i mean we're whatsapping each other every day but we don't really catch up properly
0: in between uh... at the
2: moment do we we don't get to see each other that much and we don't we're not doing zoom calls and stuff so we have 45 minutes of how's the week been try and stay clear of the football chat and then once we're a bit loosened up we we hit record basically hmm
0: I do yeah. notice that with my ones, there's uh, a few of them that will do ums and ers, but it only lasts about four or five minutes. And once they warm up, then all those ums, ers, gaps, and spaces—they all disappear. Many years ago, I used to edit all that lot out. In fact, one time, it seems like I'm always picking on Chris, but he he, he loves it. Uh, he was at whole hosting a show, and he used to go, um, uh uh and i had about a minute and a half of every one of those i've taken out of an hour and a half show put them all together using audacity into one file and added it on to the end of the podcast and he, he thought it's hilarious and then he, in fact, he when i was doing a we did the interview shows and he did my one he mentioned it so i put it on the end of the podcast again so if anybody <laughs> wants to listen to that, you probably heard it because we should do this thing with the extras we go thank you much everybody good night and then say to everyone no one talk wait for 10 seconds and then we'd all start talking again. So people would often turn it off and they go, I left it on by accident. And you lot were still talking. And then we do like maybe 10, 15, 20 minutes of us just talking like you do at the beginning of your show. We do that at the end of the show. And uh, like but this, then that's like the secret, Like the secret track on an album. That that is exactly the thing, but then but then my lot um they're in a hurry to go. Cause uh yeah, so we stopped doing that. And then I say to them, I put in the chat, don't forget. 10 seconds of silence and then we just talk about any old shit and they'll all forget. And then they'll say, well, I'm off there. And I go, but we're meant to be doing the secret special, the special <laughs> magic thing for the wonderful listeners. Oh no, I've got to go. I've got to go. And have some so is, that, is that like a, pa- is that like a Patreon thing that you do? Oh no, we don't do any of that a lot. No. Uh, we've, we don't make any money from anyone. We turned it all off because you do not. Oh, we
1: make, out. we make
0: thousands.
1: <laughs> we make so much money. You wouldn't believe it's unbelievable. You, all this, all this retro clobber, yeah. It's just all paid, all paid for off the thousands of pounds of make. My, my floor yeah. is
2: just strewn with £50 notes. You can't see, but I, I trip up when I get up. Living the life, Wow. Yeah. Uh, so we did make money once in a while. We used to make a few hundred pounds
0: a month with uh, donations. That's money when Jason was running it because he'd get people so angry they'd throw money at him to shut up and uh, read his comments. Sometimes I think one time we had a £50 donation during the show, but then YouTube take 33% of that. And then because we're not a company, you have to be tax registered now. And if you don't, they take over 60%. So I turned off everything. and said, no, we're not Fair having more. you give us a pound. And if YouTube takes 66 pence of that. I'd rather get nothing. And mm. so uh, and one of our kind listeners um, in Canada, he knows who he is if he's listening, he chucked a load of money. It, was, it cost us about 90 quid a year, uh, about 150 quid a year to run it. That's with the SoundCloud, the uh, owning the URL because they trick you with that. You pay the URL. It's one pound. You think, oh, that's all right. Every year after that, it's 15 quid a year, and the website costs us about 60 quid a year. So for about 150 quid, we got it. So it, um, our mate in Canada gave us enough for, uh, I think, a year, year and a half. That's really nice. It's good yeah and uh, we've got some money saved up at the moment in the abw funds i can't say how much it is because all of a sudden everybody would need a new mouse and keyboard or a new chair or a new something so i don't tell them how much we got but we've got enough to last us
2: probably about four seasons they, they'll never of,
0: figure out how much that is
2: <laughs> we did i mean right at the beginning that the, the the main thing we decided was we were just doing it for fun. Like we never imagined we'd get to the point we have where we've got so many great listeners and so many interactions. So all of that has been a massive surprise, a really lovely surprise. But we still want to, you know, we still say to each other, like, if this stops being fun, we will just stop doing it. We shouldn't ever do it for anyone else. First and foremost, it's for the three of us to do and to Mm. enjoy. And there was a point, not that, like last year or maybe a season and a half ago where we were talking about make, like Patreon or, or getting in some ads or, do, you know, just expanding slightly and doing more with it. But even the conversation started to make the three of us feel, it felt a bit more like a job suddenly or like, you know, we're like, well, I don't, do we, we've all got real jobs. And do we want to be in the week trying to work out, you know, patreon pages and whatever or should we just record on the days we want to record enjoy what we do and and just keep going like that basically so that's that's what we've decided
1: yeah absolutely and and have our nice little community of people that we are in contact with you know like i think the thing for us as well has been like you were mentioning danny like having a listener out in canada that's been really supportive we've got listeners you know Especially in like North America, but but, like in other parts of the world as well, and we've had emails from people in Australia and stuff like that. And I think that's been a really nice part of it is like just that connection with other people in other parts of the world. And again, like especially during during lockdown, um, it sort of expanded the the people that we're talking to, and and just really made us feel like we're actually I don't know doing something that that people. Enjoy and kind of gives them, you know, something in their week to look forward to. Um, even if it is just us waffling on about absolutely nothing, um, and, and being sad that you know we've lost again or whatever it is that's happened.
0: It is weird because I, I look at things like I watch a lot of Joe Rogan and I watch the uh, the Tuesday, listen to the Tuesday Club and uh, Mark Kermode and Mayo's mm-hmm. film review, and I'm, I'm part of their audience. And it'd be like if they contacted me, I'll be thinking, they're talking to me what oh hello and i've met a few i've talked to a few people and they've gone i can't believe i'm speaking to you and i think what no that's not right i'm just to somebody who talks on that but then you think it, it, a lot of people become like virtual friends with you although they never speak to you they like hearing your voices and they like hearing your opinions and they know the little quirky bits about you or your show and it gives them some something to, to look forward to or listen to well, I do with the, the, all those podcasts I listen to. And Chris is the same. He listens to loads of podcasts. And it's uh, you do, I think, Friday, Kermode and Mayo, right, that's two hours from my day, or the Nick Abbott from LBC when he does his um, his whole show thing. I, I, I plan and have nothing going on for the next two and a half hours while I listen to that, and I look forward to it. And then you think, I don't think of myself in that same position where people look forward to anything that I do. I mean, those numbers are dwindling over as the years go by. <laughs> the glory days are getting thirty thousand views per show jesus no one will get that now unless you're arse blog and even then i think everyone's such a so many podcasts there's a that's the thing it's just all spread out now isn't it yeah
2: it's 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 ridiculous
0: i'd hate to be a new podcast now because there are some podcasts i know like i had uh tanner and glenn and uh stan on from the the bearded goona media they they do stuff And they are doing two or three shows a week. They're working their asses off, and then you're not you're not getting thousands of listens listens for doing that a lot. And then if I was a new podcast, I'd think. I don't know if I can really be bothered. But then it comes back to what you were saying, Dan. Once it stops being fun and a group of friends, which is one of the reasons ABW have stopped every single show, stopped doing live and gone back to doing the easy thing, just friends having a chat and recording it. Because we got to the point last season where I didn't even want to watch Arsenal, let alone podcast about it. And it's yeah. over the last, the MP Kemery and P Carteta. you don't want to do podcasts like that. But what you do want to do is have a chat with your mates, don't you? Yeah.
1: But I it's, think not if, even, it's not even the manager's for me at least i don't mind the idea that we would have you know bad managers or bad players or whatever to me it's what happened you know with the super league last season and it's the ownership and that is where the kind of real rot of dissatisfaction and disinterest resides like it, it, you know that's where you, that's where it kind of feels bit more meaningless and and, and pointless and i think that's i mean i think
2: it. i think we talked about it on on the show we did after the super league stuff which came out quite a few weeks later because the three of us were genuinely taught we were like i don't want to do this anymore i don't even know if i want to watch arsenal play a game ever again you know what i mean it's so, you've suddenly felt so fractured your relationship with the club and i mean it's been bad for quite a while that that thing it's, it's been stretched and stretched hasn't it your connection to the club like we were talking about earlier moving from Highbury like all everything about it the more and more it's become a business the less connection you felt but the the Super League stuff felt like that was it the final straw for quite a while to for us anyway I mean and many many other Arsenal fans but like we talked about what we came back to is actually we still enjoy talking to each other. Even if we're talking about stuff that's making us miserable, we're getting something from that. And if we're getting something from that, hopefully some people listening to it might get something from that. And it, you know, so it does, it's, it's weird, isn't it? Some of the best interactions we've had from listeners, emails or, or you know, messages or whatever, the football is almost irrelevant. The, the mm. things they're telling us about, you know, we, we've started... You know, they'll tell you about their, their kids or their lives and whatever. And Arsenal is the sort of just the starting point. Yeah. And then it becomes so much more than that, doesn't it? Which is, it's, again, it's, like it's, I said, it's, it's such a surprise. It's like that in so many instances.
1: I mean, if it didn't exist, we wouldn't be having this conversation. I we don't know each other. Like we've had some interactions on Twitter, but then you sit down and you have a chat with people. I mean, the, the with the Super League stuff, we kind of, I sort of, at the end of that episode asked for people to write in and let us know how they were feeling about the club. And it felt like, as I was saying it, I was like, Oh, that'll be a nice bit of content for the next episode. Like that was sort of half of what, half of what I was thinking as I was saying it, obviously, you know, nice to hear what people think, but you're also thinking like, it's always good to have in listener correspondence. But then when we actually got those emails in a few of them, I didn't want to read them out on the podcast or anything or cause it was, you know unless we'd have gone to those people and said and i'm sure they wouldn't have minded really but you know there was a there was a, a there was some really
2: heartfelt and, stuff there wasn't there yeah it? yeah
1: yeah and so it kind of felt a little bit i don't know it just felt a bit a bit personal and maybe without kind of getting their express permission or even having them on or whatever you know maybe they wouldn't want to overshare a bit like i overshared at the beginning of this chat uh, when i told that story about when i was a child um but uh yeah that was that that was that was it and it kind of circles back to that thing that i was saying earlier about the place that the podcast and the interactions that we have has now for us with i think the last 18 months that we've all that we've all been through where i think like you know whatever your experience has been like over the last year and a half you'll have had some pretty hard times even regardless of anything to do with football you know it's 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 been really hard for a lot of people and so you know audio is such a kind of immediate personal medium like you put your headphones on or you you know listen on your stereo or whatever i mean most people i think listen with headphones that other person is right in your ear talking to you and and
0: you often talk back to them
1: yeah especially,
0: especially if they say disagree with what they're saying especially if they're saying something completely idiotic about arsenal it's very intimate media it's probably one of the most because I listen to. I don't use headphones. I'm. I live in a house on my own most of the time, and so when it, it's just me and I listen it to my on my um my tax dodging fuckers devices. I've got a million of them scattered around the house, and so I usually Bluetooth it from my phone and do that. Like and it actually, it's it's got to the point with Nick Abbott. Do you, have anyone ever heard of Nick Abbott on LBC? Yeah, I mean,
1: I actually work for the company that LBC that owns LBC. So yes. oh,
0: global. <laughs> Lovely, yeah. Well, Nick Cave is—I mean, I've been listening to him for 15 years, and even now, I know what's going to come up next. And you go, no, yes, oh, booze, or any of that lot, and I know what's coming up, and I'll say it, and then I'll laugh as he says it, and I think oh, it's just absolutely magnificent. And there's so many of those other things like Joe Rogan, you really feel that he's he's, he's given everything. He's he's been his honest self while he's doing it. And th- things like the Tifo podcast, that's a really good podcast where really informative. And now they've got Tifo, they're doing another one with a Scottish bloke. Um Tifo and then some letters after it. Um that's oh, a new one. It, it's a guy called J JJ or something. Is he Scottish? I, yeah, I watched I watched a YouTube video. On the um, Arsenal
1: and tactics, we had the board. No, it was this was what then playing
0: football manager. And oh so well he's got of, a new yeah. one out where he's using right. a digital um, the little circle things and he's moving around and going, well, just explaining that all we did against Brentford was give it to tyranny, run down the right, cross it to no one. He's going, This person can't header. This person, it's only fifteen minutes long. So go find it on YouTube and he's on Twitter mm. and he's wearing an Arsenal shirt. He has got the um the O two bright yellow one. That you right. always associate, um, um, Kleb. I think it. Yes. So, uh, yeah, just the whole thing about podcasts is if you don't, that's what I say to people. I've had, I've had big accounts and small accounts, and loads of people I've been doing this for nine years have come of Twitter, DM'd me or tweeted me and asked for a, a, just a little bit of advice only because I've been doing it for so long, not because I know what I'm on about. And I say the most important thing if you don't enjoy it, don't do it. Don't ever do it for money because you will have to work your ass off and then you'll do it so much <laughs> no we don't so you just turn your camera off and then then disappear to your cell next door then they won't they won't know that you need a wee i'm not going to tell them <laughs> <laughs> so that guinness that he's been
2: drinking yeah so uh,
0: have you got any uh, other things about the podcast that now that tom's gone that you want to grass up or maybe anything about alex because well, it like
2: seems like i hate hate recording it with tom
0: <laughs> something um, like
2: that no, I mean, I mean, it's it. It's been an interesting season and a bit for our podcast because because we did we've been through some pretty dark times as Arsenal supporters, haven't we? And mm. and you do like you said last season, you didn't even want to watch it, let alone talk about it. You know, in between times, and we felt exactly the same. So I think I'm really pleased that we've got to a point where. We're all on the same page about about you know, if we're not gonna talk about the games every you know, we're not gonna do a weekly one and dissect the game in all its minutiae and whatever. We'll just talk be Arsenal fans and talk about how we're feeling about being Arsenal fans. And so I, I think it'll I think the podcast this season will be slightly different than it was last season because we were doing as much as possible You know, reactions to the Europa League games, reactions to the league games. And I think we were almost putting out one a week, not quite, but as much as possible. Sometimes you'd have gaps where you wouldn't put one out for two or three weeks though. Yeah. And that would just be, to be honest, it would be one or other us saying, I can't do it this Saturday. And one of us couldn't do it the next Saturday. And, you know, just real life sort of getting in the way kind of thing. And because we've done a few shows i think all of us at some point have done a show without one of the others so me and alex have done some and me and tom have done some and they've done a couple without me but by and large we know it works best when there's the three of us and so we all, we've just sort of decided if it means taking a week or two break we'll just do that now and we'll and we'll we'll come back when the three of us are ready to go and, and up for it kind of thing. So like I said, which, you know, we've tried not to let it dictate other things. We do it when it's fun. We do it when we can do it. And we, you know, we all three of us can sit down together and enjoy a few hours in each other's company, basically.
0: So is there a reason I don't remember you ever having guests on? And I think I quite like that. I think I like the fact that it's just you three all the time. Have you had any guests on, Tom? We haven't, I was just
1: sorry, I just had to go for, someone's gonna be listening on audio they're gonna wonder where I went. I had to go to the <laughs> toilet there. I also had to take off, I had to remove the uh Arse, the, the early nineties Arsenal goalkeeper top that I was wearing because it's got entirely of synthetic fibers and it was I was getting so hot. <laughs> that I just, we thought it was an allergic reaction to
2: the beer, didn't we? <laughs> yeah, maybe that as well. We um, did we did we didn't have a guest what was the on question? but you meant about a guest. But I did. Oh well. Oh well. We've 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 done some interviews, but the, I mean, the, the best guest we ever had was Alex's dad. We had we did one episode fairly early on where Alex couldn't make it, so we me and Tom went over to his dad's flat and we sat and recorded with his dad. Uh, yeah, his dad's was, Greek. His dad is very Greek. Yeah. I found
0: yeah. out my DNA. I'm fourteen percent Greek. Well, there you go. And then my daughter Alex. said to me yesterday, she went, "Always thought you looked a bit Greek. You are very hairy and fat." andreas andreas would
1: uh would love to, love to meet you and, and chat about that I, we should point out he's Greek Cypriot, I think that's important that oh, yeah, is very one, yeah. one. yes um so yeah we had we had um Alex's dad on once we also had a mutual friend of ours who does other podcasts a guy called Adam um who runs a company called pod Bible who um cover a lot of stuff that goes on in the podcast industry. We had him on as a guest once
2: and then to, I went and, fill in I went and interviewed. Will McGee, who's a sports journalist um, that I'd done some work with, and he, you know, he was up for sitting and having a chat. So we've—that's
1: probably it. Is it three? We've kind of of played around with it. I mean, none of those things were like disastrous per se. Like it's no no slight on any of those people, but I just think we always go back to the the kind of chemistry of just the three of us chatting, and that's just kind of our safe, happy Mm. place that we like to go in. I mean. One of the things, one of the um, things you uh, mentioned in the notes that you sent over to me before this, Danny, was l- low, low moments. Don't practice.
0: make it sound organised. It was one I'm badly structured sound... paragraph.
1: I'm trying to make you sound professional. And you, slid no, my <laughs> you slid into our DMs. You slid into our DMs. That's us to come on this. Um, yeah, you were talking about like low moments. So in the first season, and it, we're really sad this season that we obviously can't do it because one of the things we love doing is previewing the random. Europa League opponents that we play.
0: <laughs> Checking I'm out if it's about... actually a spelling mistake or a real team.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and talk, talking about their badges, and um, we we played. Um, God, what were they even called? Poltava. What was their full name, Dan? Can you remember? Uh, no, I can't. Because all I can think of is the planet Vorskla. That was it. Vorskla. Vorskla. They were called Vorskla Poltava, and um, they were Ukrainian. I want to say.
0: Is that the one with and the yellow we...
1: badge? Oh god, I can't. I can I genuinely can't remember. And we 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 talked about them, and we talked about the fact that their previous like their previous president had been assassinated.
0: <laughs>
1: do, do you remember this, Dan? I do. Uh, yeah, yeah. Now you mentioned we talked. We talked about how their previous and and the way that Alex delivered it on the podcast, he was like giving us a load of facts of stuff, like funny things that had happened to them, and then he just dropped in this thing of like and their president was assassinated. So we just laughed because it was like almost like a nervous reaction to this thing happening. Put the podcast out. This Ukrainian journalist like found us on Twitter and was like, what are you doing laughing about the death of the president? And we were like, and like, and it was like, oh my God, like he's going to come and kill us. (laughs) But then we flipped it and we kind of made friends with him and sort of said, no, 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 blah, blah, blah. But we'd love to like talk about the club if you want to do it. So then I set up this interview where I interviewed him and we had like an hour chat or something and I was going to edit it down and put it in the podcast. Whole file just corrupted but it was this really weird corruption where he sounded oh, I've like. I've
2: about that. It was like really he,
1: choppy. He, he sounded like, do you remember the, the robot aliens from the smash advert? <laughs> that
0: was um, how he sounded. Yes. I
1: know that. Um, and so I think that, I was did a that with a few line things. Line. And, and and I think we've just kind of realized that like, you know, just like you, you were saying about having Rafa Honigstein on, like whenever you try and get guests on as you're doing right now with us, um, something might go it, wrong it, you're asking for trouble
0: that's the great thing about Streamyard is uh it's free and it never ever goes wrong now i'm the host of this if i my internet shut down it'll carry on going with you two which oh, we right. found out yeah so that's then i just come i could come in on my use it on my phone and then because everything but we do pay for the <clears throat> we pay 240 for the for a year for it and that runs out the 29th of august so then we can have uh, little things, little logos. Uh, so this is, it'll have that logo if you don't pay for it. And I'm not right. paying 240 quid of your sponged money. And then we have, uh, oh, there's Femi, and there's John and there's, uh, my Egyptian brother. Cause I'm part Egyptian as well. 4.7% Richard. Okay. And there, there's, oh, there's the dirty pirate. Yes. And, uh, we've got everybody on here. We even got when, when Jeff used to be part of the podcast, whenever he's in the chat, we put up a Canadian flag and then you've got things down the bottom. Like you can have an overlay like that, which some people like FK he used to be part of the podcast. Um, He started the podcast with us. He's now got his own one. And he has all these fantastic graphics and these PowerPoint things. And I think we can barely be bothered to turn it on. I don't even brush my beard before the bloody show starts. And then I made, made this thing in the background so i went to a website and nicked all the logos the actual proper photographs of actual shirts as you can tell while they're the bottom right one just above the yellow and oh, then you yeah. can add all those sort of things on there then you can turn the dis- names display names on and off and then you can have nothing so I'm sorry praying. is this is this an advert no because then <laughs> Two, oh, it's now two hundred dollars a year. No, sounds like a paid I pay. paid paid, paid, uh, paid promotion for but whatever it
1: is. You pay for Zoom, didn't you? We were using Zoom, but um, I think we use some kind of Google thing recently. I, think I we was going to say on the Google Hangouts now, don't we? Eh? Yeah. On the subject of of graphics, we, it would be remiss of us not to mention. I think the number one great thing about our podcast, which is the fact that we have a professional illustration you know, <laughs> illustrator professional illustrator he won't he won't want me to say this but Dan was when, how long ago was this now when you were mentioned as one of the, the 50 uh, most influential illustrators in football by 442 magazine
2: can you remember that a, sadly longer ago than like, I think it was like two years ago yeah there we go two years ago so, that's so, not that so Dan, long. Dan is a
1: professor prof- draws for a living and uh, oh so he did your right behind you yeah so this is that what you, I thought you said right. he bought it for you no uh, uh, I do that no, and actually, this, this one is, is only up here until I get the one that it, it was, is signed by Ian Wright that Dan apparently has that he's going to give to me.
2: I do. I do have a signed one for you. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm
0: yeah. in contact with the uh, the people. There's um, I can't remember their names now. There's uh, there's a few um, really decent Arsenal um, people who, who do art. I'm going to go and find their names because I've got a link in the uh, Arsenal art. Oh, you've got um, poorly drawn Arsenal. You've got yeah. Jamie Ful- Ful- Fulker who's JF Doodles. You've got Gunnerballs and then Edits by Ronan. You've got Eddie Longbridge who's just fantastic. And you've got yeah, all I mean, those. That's a, people that's a proper that's a proper illustrator. Eddie. It doesn't, Eddie, doesn't Eddie look up around. Yeah. That's
1: we're entering the realms of fine art. Yeah. So so we, we love stuff, we? all their
0: stuff because they let us use uh let us use their bits for our, um, our JPEGs, for the for the YouTube channel and for our tweets. We use them occasionally. Always put their logo on it if we do use it because I have zero artistic talent. I have none at all. And yeah, it's always good to see people that are doing that. Do you, do you make any money from it? Have you got an Etsy or anything like that or whatever it is that cool people are doing nowadays?
2: Me? Yeah. I mean, it, it's my job. So I do, I make a living from it. Um, but obviously not just from drawing arsenal stuff i don't think i could make a living doing that yeah you have um, to do all
0: football is it all football or just all anything um
2: i see anything, you're at drawing gerbils and then
0: changing the number and drawing the same ger- using the same gerbil again
1: no that was yeah, a, a, whole new, that. a whole new whole new gerbil that he drew was it <laughs> yeah i didn't <laughs> it even twin against the old one it was his twin brother i think oh. i'm just gonna do every week now we'll just have a gerbil related piece
2: <laughs> of <busy> artwork <laughs> Maybe spin it out into different different rodents if we, if we really want to. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I do a lot of football stuff. That's what I like doing. But in between that, I do boring other things as well. I'm actually doing – at the moment, I'm working on a job for West Ham. So I'm doing a program cover for West Ham. So but it's the, not... the, the reason why he has the Ian Wright signed print is because he did, he did some work for Ian
1: Wright and oh. helped produce some merchandise for him.
2: I did, yeah. I got. I did a. uh, We we released a print together that he sold uh, and gave all the profits to charity. So, but I got to sit with him and sign them all. And tell the story of tell the story of what what, when you met him, what you said and did. Did you cry?
1: What did I do? I can't remember. You'll have to tell it. You hugged. You hugged him. I did hug him a lot.
2: Told him that you loved him. (laughs) Oh yeah. And then you asked him if you could hug him again. Oh yeah. Yeah. I (laughs) I bet he smelt wonderful, didn't he? He smelled incredible, and he was yep. just the nicest man in the world. And he did let me hug him far too often and too hard, yeah. I mean, we didn't... I don't think we necessarily asked
1: explicitly, but Alex and I were were angling so hard to be somehow part of
2: that whole thing, weren't we? Somehow yeah. get
1: invited along to one of the events, but...
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm still hoping we'll do more stuff in the future and he'll become a really good mate, but even if it's just remains that one... One meeting that's good enough for me
0: so do you want to tout any of your stuff a couple of thousand two or three thousand people might see this they're getting
2: 500 might i don't know i mean you you know you can go on my uh, my website is idrawforfood.co.uk um that is a good that's good that's easy to remember i've had that website since i was like 16 so i, I should have changed it to something more professional but no that works um, especially in this yeah. day and age of quirkiness <laughs> And um, obviously, I mean, you can see my work on the Bruce Banana Twitter feed a lot, and I, I hijack that sometimes and put some of my football illustrations up on there, don't I? So, yeah, He's, yeah. Dan,
1: Dan draws on all the socials, and the, uh, the the ultimate goal is to have something done for the for the club officially, isn't it? On the program or on the social on social media or something.
2: That's the dream is to do an actual Arsenal job. I I have actually I mean, I've had this year I've had three meetings with Arsenal and like there's always stuff seems like it's gonna happen and then doesn't quite so but yeah, obviously for me that would be the the cherry on the cake would be to actually get to do a job for the club that i support so maybe one problem day. is the problem
1: is you go you, you have the conversations and they go and listen to past episodes of the podcast and listen to how much we <laughs> slag
2: them like, off we cannot get this guy involved at all yeah you can have
0: to you can have to be a shill for the club yeah if no, no, What do you want about tom no they're a great club well run everything's fantastic everything's yeah, great
2: go and buy some of the new so. shirts
0: there's nothing to
1: worry about with this visit Rwanda sponsorship and this this socios right. thing that they're bringing on board with these fan tokens. It's a superb idea. It's a great way to get involved with the club. <laughs> Granite Shaka couldn't couldn't pick a better. Granite Shaka, that's a
0: fantastic contract. Should have given him longer. <laughs> uh, oh dear! Right. talking about the upcoming season, uh, Tom. What's your thoughts on it? Because uh, if you want to your, turn your camera off and have a little cry, get it out, and then compose yourself and come back again, are, are, you, are you full of optimism, or are you like the rest of us thinking, oh, "I hope the stadium burns down." Well, I don't. I don't hope it, there's a fire,
1: but um, I, hope, I, I wonder if some, if someone will get fired. I mean, <sighs> I think I'm not like a veh- vehement Arteta out person, although I do think that. He's pretty much a dead man walking at this point. I think it will need quite a turnaround in fortune for him to be our manager long-term. What I'm looking at at the moment is I'm looking at the fact that we play um, Chelsea and City in the next two games. And then it, that basically brings us up to September and then there's the international break. And it's reminding me so much of the end of Emery. And we waited until, what, November? to pull yeah, the plug. On we had that those way?
0: two of the first two games of the season, didn't we? Yeah. And I... I'm not a
1: kind of sack the manager kind of guy, but what I do worry about is the idea that we'll kind of drag it out and we'll be doing kind of getting someone in in desperation in November, December time, where it was the same thing with, with, when Emery went. We, sp- we, we said it. Well, there's, there's sort of a recurring thing with Arsenal where we wait a little bit too long before we get rid of a manager, right? We did it with Wenger should have left after he won the cup final against Chelsea but he stayed on for that little bit extra longer. And, you know, obviously talking about years there rather than months, but I guess, I don't know. I don't really see how it's going to improve. I was reading a thing today that he's got until, apparently he's got until Christmas. Um, But I think, you know, even if we do get rid of him, it's not going to sort out the, the, the larger issues within the club, which is basically that apart from the fact that we've got an absent owner, and his bloody Trump, Trump son twin uh, kid Josh, supposedly in charge. Below that, below them, at every level, we've got rookies. Basically, you know, at, in in all those positions, and obviously, Edu's the one at the moment that's copying a lot of flack on Twitter because he's having too many barbecues and not signing enough players. But they're not. I don't know. It just, it just feels like, you know, if you have one, if you have one inexperienced person in a high profile position in a club, that's fine. But if all three of your main kind of decision-making people are making their first steps into, you know, doing that for a living, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. And I think, you know, we are
2: that disaster.
1: (laughs) We're the disaster and, you know, fish rots from the head and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Is that an answer to your question? I don't think it's going to go very well. And I think people are going to lose their jobs.
0: So if you had to have a an end of season prediction, um I know one of you three said exactly what I did and had the same analogy, eight eight eight. And then one of <laughs> one of you argued and went, Why why is that? Then then you went, Oh, betting.
2: I think it was or Alex it- Alex predicted eight eight eight, didn't he? He predicted an eight flakes finish. Think. Yeah, and then I said,
1: and then I said, "Would that be the first time we ever finish in the same yes. position three years in a row?" And he reminded me, in a classic Alex style, that we did that in the nineteen thirties when we won the league three years in a row. And I we we think win. one of
0: those, one of those happened after Herbert Chapman died. We did yes, he died partway so, through the season, got pneumonia, yeah. and then we won. And, um, we finished fourth seventy two seasons in a row. Yeah, that's true. And that's a fact. So, Dan, what's your thoughts on the upcoming season? Are you uh, a little bit more pessimistic?
2: <laughs> um, I mean, I think we'll win
0: the league. By the way,
2: sorry, just oh, obviously we'll win the league. Yeah, yeah. women's with yeah. with Conte in charge. Yeah, yeah. No, <sighs> um, oh, seriously, please. Yeah. No, I'm the same. I mean, I I I'm the same as Tom. Really, it's obviously the next two games. It, it's hard to see us getting anything out of them. The pressure that's already on Arteta is just going to ramp up. I'd be amazed if he was still in charge by christmas but as tom said then it's like you're halfway through a season who you're going to be able to get in i just yeah it's that thing of thinking things will get worse before they get better but i can't see how they're going to get better yet because (laughs) things
0: are going to get worse before they get worse
2: yeah things are going to get worse before they get even more worse than they are now Great
0: name for a podcast um episode
2: it's tough i mean we've it's i don't know trying to be optimistic. Like we've got, there are players on the pitch that I'm excited about seeing play, you know, Saka, Emile Smith-Rowe, Tierney. There are people out there representing the club that I am invested in and I do want to see do well. And I feel that they also are invested in things, but there's also Granit Xhaka on a brand new contract and, you know, and Willian's still at the club. And do
0: you think maybe the Jacker thing was because a lot of clubs, when a player wants to go, they give him a new contract, include a clause in the contract where they can't go for any less amount of money. Or Was that too too logical for Arsenal to do with Jacker? Because it seems too smart. a two year contract. I mean, his contract ended at the end of next season, and now it's going to end at the end of twenty five. So,
2: what's the logic in that? But I don't know because I think I said it on our last episode, like. He will never be worth more than he is right now. Like off the back of the good euros and the age, you know, but the what, age years. Hang on, what is what is he worth right now? Because
1: whatever it was, Roma weren't willing to spend it. But they did, they did, they weren't more than willing to spend it on Tammy Abraham. It's not like he had like an, you know, an army of suitors lining up.
2: But that's what it was like we should have just taken. What I mean, what were Roma offering? And what did we want? I think we a good point. It's not just how much they are offering. It's how much we save on wages as well. Yeah.
0: Which is more well, millions. Then,
2: yeah. But I don't and, know, you're, you're, and then beyond that, the sort of the message that sends to us and that to see our club do that fucking flip flop again, where two weeks ago he was as good as gone as good as sold to Roma as far as we were aware, really. And then first game of the season, he's the captain. And then he signs a new contract a few days later. Like, it fucks with your head, doesn't it? As a, as a fan, like the captain bit does. Yeah, it really That's does. Mental. Why not like. just
1: meet Tierney the captain? I don't know. Yeah. Just give Tierney the armband, and and you know,
2: I mean, or you're gonna, anyone you're past else because the... no one else on that pitch has s- s- sworn at the fans and thrown their shirt and salts, You know, like he should literally be bottom of the list. Yeah.
0: It does make you, like, if you... If you could ask Arteta a question, I'd like to ask him why. Why would you pick up him? And why would you keep... It's like this Scottish bloke on Tifo who was saying it's the Arsenal um, donut of shame. Up, up the right, up the left, cross it, no one gets it, over to the right, back around through midfield, up at the left and over and over the donut of shame. Another great um, title for a podcast. And you'd like to ask him at what point... Are you going to stop banging your head against the wall and stop crossing when there's nobody there? It's not like Giroud's there. It's not like Tammy Abraham is there or any of that law, or, or someone who can head a ball. There's no one there who heads, so don't do it. And he just keeps doing it over. I mean, if, if you Tom, if you could ask Aunt Benga, if you could ask Arteta a, a single question that he had to answer, honestly, we had truth serum in him, what would you ask him? That's a well, question I should have given you in ha- all the blurb
1: would have have to be what does he put in his
0: hair <laughs> puts sure. his hair in the washing machine i think is what he does uh i don't know i
1: uh that's the thing i'm not really that it's funny uh, in the past i've sort of gone in for tactics type stuff and i probably would with other teams but i just i just don't really care i just want us to just play nice football and pass the ball around. I'll just probably just ask him why why aren't we playing nice football? Like why 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 have you come from Man City and made us play such moribund shit as this? And you know, are you is it ultimately leading somewhere? Do you think this is kind of are you laying the foundations for something in the long longer term? Do you is this what you believe to be the maximum of what this group of players can achieve. Um, I mean, the the kind of flip side to that is a lot of people have been saying on Twitter recently that like he's, you know, there's a lot of those sort of charts that show the way that we're playing. And it's very similar to the way that Man City played against Tottenham. And obviously, you know, on both occasions, neither team scored, but you obviously feel like for City in the next game, that will probably come really come good. And they'll probably, you know, do quite well. Whereas in our next game, that isn't going to be the case. Um, is it? Is it? Does he maybe think that you know the players aren't good enough for what he's for what he's, the system that he's trying to play him? That wasn't a very straightforward, simple answer, then was it? I just asked him why, just why thinks, over
2: and over again. If he thinks the players aren't good enough, you, like why <laughs> play that system? You know, play play to the players' strengths, the players that you've got set up to play to their strengths. It was like Danny was saying, why are you setting up to cross the ball into the box over and over again if you haven't got the player that you need on the end of it. It's just, it's ridiculous.
0: So I'm sure he would he would have to actually,
2: be... you'd lay on
0: top of him and just ask him why over <laughs> and over and over until you get an answer while you were playing <laughs> yeah. Nintendo and then, together. And then Nicky's watch once he does give you an answer. <laughs>
1: I just bring along, I'd bring along the Nez. We'd plug it in. We'd have a lovely time. Talk about our favorite goalkeepers. And, you know, he'd probably win me round. I mean, he's very, you know, He's he's a very magnetic present. Remember when he went in, remember that video of him going in when he became the manager and he was pointing at all the computers? Have you got we it like, Yeah, this
2: guy knows what he's doing. He's pointing at computers. He's <laughs> do you be not great. think do you not think that that has worn thin somewhat though his And I completely agree with you like when he came in and he's he's very charismatic and intelligent and can be very charming but I feel like he seems increasingly more Spiky in his interviews and non
0: increased- he doesn't answer,
2: yeah, and, and much more reluctant to actually tell you anything useful. Which that doesn't help us, does it? When you, you know, you just think, Fuck him, basically. I think that, that, that I think I have sympathy for him because
1: I think there was just so much wrong in the club to sort out, and I think it's just you know I I don't have it's the it's kind of the same with Emery really it's like that you know I mean Emery had it even harder because you know people were very unkind to him with his his English and he was kind of coming into the league completely cold without any of the experience Arteta obviously knows the league he knows the club all this kind of stuff I just think you know I don't really think ill of him I just think it's a rookie manager with, you know, a rookie director of football and a rookie whatever Vinai is above him, and a dysfunctional owner.
2: He's and a team, that, a team that wasn't very good to begin with. Like, yeah, him, and he inherited a lot. team that was in trouble. You know, yeah,
1: a team that's on the slide with poor with poor players in a lot of key positions and a lot of dead wood, which no one wants to buy. And so, this is why someone like, you know, Conte or the boy that we wanted all along. So certainly, me and Alex. I don't know if Dan was on board. Benitez, why don't yeah just get Rafa in? Someone that actually has experience and knows what they're doing and can deal with the you know. If I mean God, Rafa Benitez got a tune out of Newcastle with their owner. You know,
2: Danny, who would you if you could wave a magic wand and swap, get rid of Arteta and bring someone in? Who do you reckon would fix it?
0: I uh, have you as an Inter fan. I don't think you can go far wrong. There's no point me saying get Pep in, or or get Klopp in. I mean, ideally would have been Klopp. As a a Dortmund fan, when I support Arsenal, I follow a lot of others. As a Dortmund fan, I love the way he does it. But he he'll break every player in your squad physically and mentally to win stuff, and then they'll get rid of them, and then they never really got replaced properly again. But Conte has done it at Chelsea. He's done it at Juventus and he did it into Milan. Now that's a bloke. Some people complain that he may not play the world's greatest football, but it don't matter. We're playing shit football and we're shit. At least he may play, not play great football, but you're going to win stuff. Yeah, the moment he walks in there, he's going to have everybody's respect. And I guarantee you that Aubameyang, under, if Conte was in charge for the, now, Aubameyang would be back scoring goals because Aubameyang is a world-class star player and he's had some baldy with a wig on come in and going, no no no, I'm in charge and you do as you do as I say, and a bum young's gone, fuck you. I do what I want. I'm a And that's that I reckon that's the problem with a young. And there's no problem with Lacazette. Lacazette's a decent player. But you it's like playing a bum young on the wide left. It's the same thing as crossing from all the time when you've got no one in the middle. Arteta has no fucking idea. And we've seen the same from Pep. Pep has now lost the last three games as manager of Man City, one nil because he doesn't want he hasn't got a striker because they're trying to reinvent tactics the whole time. They probably, after every weekend of football, they probably get on Zoom to each other, and they're going, oh, look how good I am. I now play rush goalkeeper left-back. Oh, I've reinvented football this way. No, fucking stop it. We Imagine Wenger with all the players we've got now, and now we've added Odegaard to that. We have got fantastic players in almost every position, apart from probably right-back, and any decent manager should be out and make them play decent football. And we've no European football. We've got one job. It's like that. Those those uh, memes that you get. You only had one job as a toilet seat put on upside down. That's Arteta, and he's got I don't. I didn't want him to be manager in the first place. He fluked the FA Cup, is And he's never going to do it again. And until we get rid of him. But like you were saying, Tom, we've got a dysfunctional owner. And I love the word moribund, close to death. Well, I love that. Um, you know,
1: Con, Con, Conte coming in, I think, would be one of those. Moments, and I like, think he'd take it. You know, it's in- it'd be interesting that it would be, you know, a former Inter manager. It would be, it would be a moment like Bergkamp, where you would feel like, right, this is actually a serious appointment that a serious football club makes, not a kind of, you know, half-assed.
2: That, that
1: that's the, the thing I just, kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, I just think, I just think that would just that's just a serious football manager. Knows what he's doing. Going to get results. Going to
0: get you Europa League football <laughs> once again.
1: The promised land. Please.
0: Because mm, Liverpool ain't got much longer, have they, Dan? Um, Klopp's doing what he usually does. All those players are fucked. And yeah. they're, they're not spending big. They bought one player from, from uh, RB Leipzig. And... Uh, They've already got a, an injury to. And, is it Robertson? Andy Robertson? Andy he's, he's had out for yeah.
2: a, a bit already he's, now, isn't he? Yeah. he's, a, he's so, had an injury. They've not. They've not bought Salah. Has, has lost it a bit of pace. I mean, Firmino and Mane. Uh, you know, they had difficult seasons last season, and then you know they're a year older they're now. Not getting like, better. No, they're not going to get any better. And it is. It's odd how little they bring in new players, isn't it? But like you said, that's Klopp's. That's what he does. That and caffeine so pills to death. Yeah, <laughs> caffeine pills. Yeah, mm, lovely caffeine.
0: Um, right. So before we go, uh, Tom, your final prediction position for the end of the season if if Arteta stays the entire season. If Arteta stays the entire season, yeah, because I can't see Cronky getting rid of him because he doesn't care. Well, it sounded like I was crying then. I wasn't. I forgot to okay, breathe. I might,
1: I might, I might be overthinking this. But I, if Arteta stays the whole of the season then I think that means that we've done well. So... oh. <laughs> As or
0: in, maybe conky mean... hasn't read a newspaper.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: If Arteta's there for the last game of the season, then we'll finish fifth and we'll probably won the League Cup. But oh, that's not actually my prediction of what's going to happen. No. <laughs> Gone by Christmas, we know. <laughs> um, I mean, like... You Know, I said this on the podcast all I really care about is finishing above
0: Spurs. That's that's unless the caveat of the Europa, not conference league, they can they can finish above us all day long instead of having them being in that. Yeah,
1: if it's the the choice between finishing above Spurs or qualifying for the Europa conference league, I'll finish below them. That's fine.
0: The amount of people on Twitter that wanted it the other way around oh, finish above Spurs no matter
2: what. No, it's ridiculous. ridiculous. They'll sit like Spurs are playing tomorrow, aren't they? And it, I mean, the, the effect <laughs> it's going to have on their on their season. Yeah. Against teams
0: that have had to write their own shirt numbers on the back of their shirts, no doubt. That one was because of the rain, but you get what I mean. They probably don't even have a club badge. That's the kind of teams they'll be playing against.
2: Awful, awful business. So what's your prediction for the end of the season then, Dan? Position. I think on, on our last episode, I predicted fifth, which... Having spoken to you two for an hour and a half now, seems <laughs> wildly optimistic, and I don't know what I was thinking. So sunny uplands. It, this is if Arteta stays. Don't, don't, don't change. Stick by your prediction. I mean, I has not really. Anyway. I can't, you can't make said a prediction. Fifth. No. Yeah, you said fifth. I've said That's fifth, so prediction. I'm sticking with fifth, even though. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I'd take fifth in a heartbeat. Ah. Oh. Oh, what, what have we been reduced to?
0: Yeah. Um, the, the fourth was the glory days. Again, I think if we get the eighth three times in a row, eighth is officially ours. I think that's how it works the most trophies. You win it three times in a row and it's yours. So we'll get, we've got we'll the get fourth and we've got the eighth. We'll get a gold <laughs> that's <good>. eight. <laughs> that's it. Right, Dan, where can they... I was going to say Tom, but he's drinking. Dan, where can people find you on the Twitters?
2: We're on Twitter at Pod, and we're also on Instagram at Pod. although... We post on there a lot less because I'm in charge of the Instagram account.
0: Oh, that we've got five thousand genuine followers on there, and I don't even use it. I spend 5, eight hours doing well. that, and I follow all Arsenal fans as well. Sneakily followed them, then when they followed back, I unfollowed them. So we only follow about thirteen people, all podcast that's it don't tell him i did that though <laughs> but, uh, who would yeah. who would do such a thing who would no, do yeah, such a thing i, to I, did, I was rules. just more of a game i have no intention of using instagram i don't like the fact that i have to use it from my phone if you can't use it from a pc i'm not interested how about your personal
2: twitter uh, twitter dan do you want to share that or would you rather go no, no, t- twitter i'm at dan underscore draws um and my instagram is at dan x draws which is probably more interesting for people because that's all my pictures are on there well
0: oh. Uh, such, dear listener, such if you want Instagram, follow it. If you want to find those, I should put those in the shenanigans when I write up the pod, and I put it in there uh, the YouTube, the SoundCloud, uh, and on our website, I'll have uh, hyperlinked links because that's the only thing I can do with uh, websites is hyperlink. how About your, you Tom, what's all your your shenanigans that you want to share?
1: Uh, I don't think anyone needs my personal social media. um Just go, give out, just, and- just make one up. <laughs> well, I do have one. I just.
0: I just I'll go I on know. tell people, them. People tell that them. listen
1: to this, they might start. They might
0: follow me and see if they, they can come around and lie on top of me for an evening. <laughs> well, I'll tell everyone I live in God, Manchester, and so far, so good. Nine years, and no one's come for me.
1: On Twitter, I'm at ThreeCatsMith. I don't tweet very often,
0: but sometimes I do. Follow me. <laughs> What an My God, that is a stunning endorsement of your own social media
1: antics. I mean, I, you know, I think Alex and I both do the same thing, which is sort of periodically uh, delete Twitter off of our phones and hope, hope to never, ever go on it ever
0: again. It's, um, <laughs> it's a fucking cesspit, but you know, you've got, you have to use it, don't you? Send. I did it today. Someone called me a twat, so I sent him a picture of kittens in a bucket. Live kittens, not dead, not an animal. So they don't know what to do when you do that. They just called me. I think he might have called me a prick. Poor fucking idiot! Probably, to all of his what five you? What was
2: that in response to? Um, I can tell you. I'll, uh, well, can you can you share that image with just me? I'm interested might, in what you said. I, I might have use for that tomorrow if
1: people start listening to this episode.
0: Um, I find him. I've had a lot of people interact with me today because I made a, a decent point that Odegaard was a great deal. And oh, here we go. It said. Uh, If I go to, I'm going to close this other one, because otherwise I'll bring up the wrong one. Then I can go down to share, share screen. Don't worry about it, people. There's nothing dodgy going on. And then here, and then I can fat shame the twat. (laughs) So there you go. It was, uh, I don't know his name. He said, uh, you're the only twat. (laughs) What? what 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 taff what the actual fuck you know nothing about mad oh, i said madison was a twat was a dickhead he's <laughs> a superior player so there you go there is uh six kittens in multicolored cups and if i click on here um, you might be able to see my oh there you go i put james madison 25 in november bit of a twat Leicester seems to want him out uh, for an alleged 75 million and 200k a week. Erdegaard, 23 in December, amazing talent, slotted in right away last season, and at 22 was made captain of Norway at only 30 million and was on between 80 and 100 grand a week at Real. I mean, what's wrong with that? 137 other people liked it. And this dickhead with his uh, such five followers, angry, he's word. owned me. He's Irish, probably related to me on my mum's side. Hates me. Right, there you go. And then I do stop. And there you go. The wonders of StreamYard. I won't be able to do that for much more longer because we're not fucking paying for it again. So very much much an example of the delights of Twitter there. It is. Good job I didn't have any uh, dodgy browsers opened. But you can do it for any browser that you want because I use five browsers at once because I'm I'm that kind of person. Um, Right, tell us a little bit about your podcast, Tom, and where they can find it. Uh,
1: so the podcast is called The Bruce Banana and Arsenal Podcast that's the official title Uh, you can find us on all the places where you get podcasts Apple Podcasts, Spotify um, Acast Acast is another one
0: my personal Um, favourite
1: yeah um, we're available there and we will be releasing episodes periodically uh, this season when we can covering uh,
0: the club (laughs) so do you know when your next show is done?
2: Yeah, we recorded we're gonna record after the city game because we figured it's gonna to be too miserable doing them after every game, these first three. So we're gonna do one big miserable three game lump after the city game, I think, is the plan. Zero
1: goals, zero points. Yeah, <laughs> zero points. That's point. gonna be, be the that's gonna be the title of the episode. Um,
2: oh, dear. well we will
1: have we will have some anagrams on that episode, especially for Ramsdale.
0: Uh, and do you take listeners' anagrams?
2: Well, yeah. Yeah. We no, no we, we take don't. well, we we might not officially inaugurate them into the uh I don't think Alex would. Alex's I don't anagram think Alex,
1: alley, but I think Alex would feel weird about that. I think he wants to have sole ownership of the anagrams. You can submit oh, them if you want, but I wanna hear p I wanna hear listeners' anagrams for sure.
0: Yeah. Oh dear. Of, uh, cause a bit of control, for, control.
1: descent descent, descent. It's all right, we'll sort it out after we'll sort it out after the record <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll whip him into shape Excellent, right? Um, I'm, like Conte, I'm like Conte coming into the uh, podcast. You know, no, there's no, there's no mucking around with me. Oh, that would be good.
0: Conte coming in, it'll annoy people, but it, it'll work. That's the main thing. Um, well, I think that's everything covered, gentlemen. So, Tom, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. Oh, if anyone's wondering, it's Wednesday at nine fifty-six p.m. The Odegaard Day, as it shall now fourth and no, fourth fourth no, from from now on be known. Fourth hence, fourth hence, henceforth henceforth there you go there's the words in the wrong order henceforth known as odegaard day tom thank you very much
1: you're welcome thanks for having us on
0: good luck with your only 25 years to go and then you'll be you'll be a free man do you have any plans um just I'll kill probably, again
1: i'll, I'll <laughs> probably go out and celebrate our uh first league title in um
0: half a, half a century wow great days looking forward to it dan thank you very much for
2: joining us cheers danny thanks for having us mate
0: it's. Uh, I thank you for doing a podcast I genuinely enjoy listening to with uh, I think sometimes you're all a little bit on an edge with each other. you're all you're all like siblings. there's always a little bit of <laughs> two of you will always pick on one of the other ones. It's usually Alex that gets picked on. <laughs> right. this is uh, that's the end of the show people. Um, this is gonna go out uh, so we haven't recorded Thursday's podcast yet, which is' recording tomorrow. That'll be out tomorrow. But this isn't going to go out until May. The game is on Sunday, so we may release this on Saturday. So this is actually, I'm telling you what's going to happen when you've already heard it. So I'm going to shut up and not bother telling you, you're freeloading scumbags. Right, uh, this has been a bird count, Wonderland. Thank you very much for listening, and up your bum. Right, don't say anything on huh? the show by clicking in broadcast. As soon as I scored that goal, I was fucking livid. Splendid business. Get down, dog.